Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, Dave Roberts had his first uh, locker room speech to the entire team on the first day of full squad workouts in spring. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the remaining free agents and not so much from the point of view of who the Dodgers might sign. I think they're probably close to done, but who uh, could sign in the National League West and maybe change the complexion of the division. And then we will talk about the fact that the Dodgers are getting new City Connect uniforms and what those might look like. That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to our everydayers for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And please subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. My name is Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is my co-host, Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like a lot of you. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. And Vince, uh, it was uh, a fun day in Dodgers camp. It was the first full squad workouts. We got fun Valentines from the Dodgers social media team. That was a a fun and cheesy video and uh gavin lux was the only one really uh to totally call them out on their their cheesiness uh but seemed to uh, everybody seemed to enjoy that that was a fun video uh dodger social media team continue to do a good job and as is tradition dave roberts gave his first locker room speech to the team as they gathered for their first workouts and uh there was some uh it, it was an interesting tone um like Robert seemed to kind of uh, unspokenly acknowledge the star power in the room and the fact that the Dodgers had a huge offseason uh, with free agents and trades and everything. And the fact that the Dodgers on paper, it, it's a crazy talented team. And, and what he said was that everybody in the room prepares differently. And, and his challenge isn't so much to say, here's how you should prepare, but to say, however you prepare, step it up and take that to the next level because ultimately his his goal as the manager is for every player on the team to want that key at bat in the ninth inning with the game on the line or to be on the mound with the game on the, on the line or on defense to want the ball hit to you with the game on the line. And the key to that is preparation. So I, I thought it was an interesting tone that he took. Uh, th- did you read it the same way I did? It was kind of like a, a nod to – the fact that he's surrounded by superstars in that locker room? Uh, I didn't quite read it that way. I kind of felt like, who is he calling out type of deal? Not in a bad way, but just, you know, for him to kind of come in that way. And, and we know, like, the Dodgers are expected to be, you know, World Series and everything else. And and that's kind of been the expectation. Obviously, a little bit different this year than years past in, in the sense of the superstars that they do have and all the moves that they did make. Uh, but it was one of those, you know, for me thinking it, who didn't want the ball or who didn't want that at bad or who didn't want the ball hit to them last year. And, you know, who not that no one, no, not that anybody on the team was not prepared, but like, you know, the the kind of mentality was, 
you know, not be complacent, I guess, was was kind of what I got from it, where, you know, if you everyone prepares differently, but let's prepare better. And I think that's kind of what the complacency comes in of, yeah, we've been here before. We've won a lot of games. And, you know, when it mattered, we didn't necessarily come through when we needed it. And, you know, whether he believes it's for that reason or he just wanted to say that and, you know, kind of make sure everyone has that same mentality of, you know, when the game matters, there's going to be points. I think for me, it was more of like, there's going to be points or through the season in the postseason where the game is going to matter and it's going to come down to you and are you prepared for it? And again, again, we'll never know if it's really him thinking there was people like that or him just kind of come out and say, hey, everybody in here has the ability to come up at some point. And I mean, he even mentioned Miguel Vargas's name in, in, in the speech, but some of the other superstars and, and everybody else uh, about like, you know, who prepares and everything else. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting for sure. And, uh, you know, definitely been, I think overall being a nod to what they have in there and to not be, you know, complacent with it. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I didn't read it as at all as uh, him calling me out. For me, it was more of a, set expectations early like a pre-calling out so so that i don't have to call anybody out you remember a couple of years ago 2021 i think it was when he kind of did call people out it was late april early may somewhere and and he kind of said we didn't take the bats that we needed to take and it, i think it was an extra inning game or in, uh late in the game anyway and and he kind of called out his team and they went on a roll after that um yeah for me i i, I read this more as like you know, uh, uh, setting expectations because the fact is, you know, there are a lot of people on the team who have never been managed by Dave Roberts before and who, uh, have, have not been the part of these hundred, 110 game winning Dodger teams. They, you know, and so setting those expectations early and maybe there is some of, you know, whether he had anybody specific in mind, but saying it in a way that, you know, will kind of help hopefully help guys be introspective and say, okay, do I need to step it up? You know, cause, cause the fact is there's some guys who don't need to step up their preparation. Like uh, I, I assume for Shohei Otani to be as elite as he is on both sides of the ball, he's pretty darn good at, at setting a, a schedule and following that schedule and, and being prepared. And, you know, he, he's probably also the guy who's one of the most likely ones to think, okay, what could I do better? Because that's how you get that good is by always trying to get better. Um, but you know, it, it's kind of a, a funny, uh, bell curve or whatever it is that, you know, the better you are, the less you need the speech, but the more likely you are to take it to heart because that's how you get that good is by taking that kind of thing to heart. And so, yeah, it will be interesting to see if some of the, you know, I, I think Vargas's name was mentioned just because, Roberts realized mid sentence that he was only mentioning superstars, and then he saw Vargas's face. And, eh, Vargas too, you know. Um, but you know, yeah, there there probably were some guys in that room, and, and we got to remember there's also you know there's non roster guys in there. There's guys who whose names we're never going to hear this year, um, and and those guys who are going to spend the year in AAA, they really do need that, you know. To how am I going to get to the big leagues? How can I become like Mookie and Freddie and Shohei and those guys? Uh, you know, and so they need that as much as anybody. Yeah, I like that pre-calling now more so than maybe calling anybody out, you know, especially with Roberts and, and kind of Boyne. But, yeah, like I said, it's one of those, and you know, with all the comments kind of from the Dodgers guys last year, you know, Mookie and his thoughts on, you know, last season not finishing and kind of being focused on that and, you know, months acknowledging that, you know, they just weren't good. They sucked, he said, 
Uh, and, you know, Freddie talking about how, you know, it, it's still, you know, the, the taste is still there. The bad taste is still there. And, you know, everybody kind of getting to that point, like I said, where you know what to do. And, and you know, it's it's funny because Muncie and Freddie and Mookie have all won World Series. So it's not like, you know, they're they're not coming in prepared. There's a lot of guys in the room that have won World Series, a lot of guys in the room that haven't, you know, not that any of them are, are, are any different in terms of preparedness, but just kind of knowing that, hey, you know, we're the Dodgers, things are a little bit different here, and you, you know, need to kind of expect to be in that situation or want to be in that situation and not shy away from it. And I think, you know, it's one of those where it feels like uh, when I was in art history class and you're trying to, you know, the teacher telling you, oh, the artist was thinking this and this and this. And it's like, we really don't know that. Uh, you know, I would imagine, I don't think it's written anywhere or they've said, you know, I don't think there's quotes from, uh, you know, Renaissance era artists that are telling us exactly why they painted it this way and everything else, but it's funny to interpret. And uh, it's one of those things to interpret here. And I think, in a backhanded way, it kind of felt too like, you know, the eyes are on us, you know, with we've kind of gotten the Otani show already with the media and everything else in terms of people actually at camp uh, or at interviews and things of that nature. And then also, you know, the Dodgers have been that team with the target on their back before, but, you know, Mookie acknowledged it and it'll continue to get acknowledged that it's a little bit different this year. Yeah. And yeah, the one thing we know about Dave Roberts, his greatest skill as a manager is his people skills. And so I think part of that, a big part of that is setting expectations so that you don't have to call guys out. You, you know, you set the expectations ahead of time and that eliminates a lot of problems. You know, that's, it's parenting one oh one too. Uh, you know, and so Dave Roberts, I imagine he's probably a pretty good dad too. Uh, but you know, with all those, the target on the Dodgers backs, there's still some big name free, big name free agents out there who could sign with, uh, some teams that the Dodgers will be playing a lot. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about those free agents and how they might fit in the National League West. So thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets for any event, whether it's a sporting event or a, a concert or a comedy show or a theater event, it can be the most frustrating thing because there's so many different places you can get tickets. How do you know if you're getting the best price? How do you know what the view is from your seat? Like just looking at a seat map, it's hard to tell. Am I going to be able to see the comedian up on the stage or whatever? So the best way that I've found to overcome all those frustrations is game time because they have pictures so you can see what the view will be from your seat. They, uh, you know, they have tickets to all the events that you might want. And the best part is they have the best price guarantee. Uh, the game time guarantee means that you will always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section in row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. I've put that to the test. I've told you guys before, when I went and saw Nate Bergazzi in Salt Lake last year, I bought my tickets on game time, but not before I checked every other ticket site there was. And I compared prices and game time easily had the best price. So that's how they give you that guarantee is just by making sure you're going to have the best price. They'd go bankrupt if they weren't backing it up and they do a really good job of backing it up. So uh, best best deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, sometimes even an hour after it starts. So it is the place to find tickets, whether it's the last minute or not. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app and create an account and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first pitch purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Hey, we're back. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, please become one by watching or listening every weekday morning. If you're watching this on YouTube, we would love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. That is very helpful for us. Having comments, interaction on the on YouTube helps other people see the show too, who maybe aren't subscribers, and then maybe they'll become everydayers too. Um, you can also help us out by becoming a Locked On Dodgers insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. And for just a few bucks a month, you can join our texting club where you'll get text message messages from us. You can text back and forth with us individually. It's a lot of fun. So go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. And check out the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. They cover the whole sporting world, whether you're focused on everything or just Los Angeles, there's something for you there in those streaming channels. And with that said, uh, there's free agents left on the MLB market. Spring training has started for everybody. Uh, pitchers and catchers just reported for a lot of teams. Uh because the the Dodgers and Padres start the season earlier, so they reported earlier. Uh, but everybody now is in. Uh, every team has started spring training, uh, and there are still free agents on the board, including four of the top eight ish free agents going to, into the season. At least according to the Athletic, uh, numbers four, five, six, and eight are all still on the market. Uh, unsurprisingly, they're all represented by Scott Boris as is the next highest one, number 24. I think J.D. Martinez is represented by Boris, isn't he? So the top five free agents left are all Scott Boris clients. We've talked about that a little bit, but the angle that we haven't talked about is how these guys could impact the National League West, possibly. You've got Cody Bellinger, uh, obviously former Dodgers MVP and Rookie of the Year, uh, elite center fielder at times in his career, uh, also plays first base. It's tough to tell what teams think about his defensive future and maybe more uh, importantly, what teams think about his offensive future because he did have a bounce back year last year, but he's had some really lousy years recently. Uh, and then the other big position player is Matt Chapman, an elite defensive third baseman who has had good offensive years at times and less good offensive years at times. I guess let's talk about those two first and then any other position players who, who come to mind, uh, it seems like the Giants could be a decent fit for uh, some of these guys, although the Giants have made some moves recently, and so maybe they've moved away from these big names. Uh, but, you know, uh, Matt Chapman at third base in San Francisco could be could be a decent fit, right? Yeah, they – I think I looked up the other day that their projected third base right now is like Wilmer Flores. Uh, I know they probably have – other people on that roster that might make more sense. Uh, they just picked up Jorge Soler, so that'll be DH. Their outfield is set in itself of uh, Young Ho Lee and Yastrzemski and Conforto. Although, if you, you know, added Bellinger to that, I'm sure he could start over one of those guys who move other people around. But yeah, I mean, he would make the Giants better. I don't think he makes them good enough to the point where they really threaten the Dodgers. I think it would take two of those four for us to even consider them a threat to the Dodgers of those top four uh, and maybe three of those top four to even uh, get us thinking like, okay, yeah, they might win 95 games or something like that. Uh, so yeah, for, for me, Chapman to the giant, I mean, it makes a lot of sense for the giants uh, and you know, they've seemingly been willing to spend and they've upgraded at a few different positions in the off season, but just not enough to really make me feel other than uh, anything other than they're fighting for third place with the Padres. 
Yeah, and then you know the pitch pitchers, Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, those guys definitely make sense for the Giants. Uh, I'm sure the Giants would love to have one or, or possibly even both of those guys. Probably unlikely that anybody would sign both of those guys, but uh, it seems like the Giants should be in heavily on one or one or the other of Montgomery and Snell, right? Yeah, I mean, you pair one of those guys, or more specifically Snell. Montgomery is a guy that is going to go out there and give you innings, and, you know, in the postseason, he got re- he's riding a hot postseason, and that's probably why he's on sign right now, because that hot postseason, he's trying to turn it into to big-time money, considering the fact that he's been traded the last couple of years, or, you know, two, two times the last three, four years, whatever it is. He's <clears throat> been like a number three starter type, uh, but, you know, parlaying, trying to parlay what he is. But if you put Snell and, and Logan Webb up there, one, two, you know, they Kyle Harrison should develop for them. They'll, they also have uh, Jordan Hicks, who they're trying to turn into a starter. They got rid of Ross Ripley got rid of Alex Woods. So they got a couple young guys filling in that back end. I mean, right now on one of the websites, they have Logan Webb, Kyle Harrison, Jordan Hicks, Keaton Wynn, and Tristan Beck as their projected starter. So I definitely could use at least one of those guys that's available. Yeah, it's definitely a prospect uh, heavy rotation. And, you know, five years from now, we might look at those, a name of those five guys and say, oh, that's a great rotation. But right now, yeah, there are some question marks there. Uh, and and one of those guys could solidify it. Uh, the, the other team in the division that's, you know, probably the biggest threat is the D-backs. And uh, I feel like kind of the same thing for the D-backs. Like they, they have third base options, but uh, I mean, I think it was mostly what Jace Peterson and Emmanuel Rivera last year who were playing third base for them. Yeah, they picked up Eugenio Suarez, though. Oh, that's right. They got Suarez. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so they're probably not in the Matt Chapman market. Uh, and they're and they're probably not in the Cody Bellinger market either because they have a great defensive outfield already and they have Christian Walker at first base. So uh, I guess if we're looking at the pitchers, though, you know, they, they have their rotation is – Better at the top for sure. Zach Gallen, uh, you know, Brandon Fott and uh and Merrill Kelly. Favorite, favorite Merrill Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I I do you hear what I just said though? I just acknowledged <laughs> that Merrill Kelly is good. That's something mm-hmm. I never thought I would do, and I hope to never do it again. Uh, but you know, one or two, one or the other of those two lefty starters could uh could be a decent fit in Arizona. Yeah, they also picked up Eduardo Rodriguez over the offseason. So, you know, they could fill out with one of those two guys, they definitely fill out a full rotation that, you know, competes for best in the league, uh, assuming Brandon Fott continues to take that step forward that he kind of made in the postseason uh, and having that confidence that he that he had from the from that success for them. I mean, if they added Blake Snell, that would be a devastating top four, top three, you know, for sure. It, it I don't think it would make me really worried about the regular season as much, but again, it would come down to postseason. And, you know, when – the guy that was your game three starter might not even start any games in the postseason. Uh, if if they did sign Snell and, and kept everybody healthy, that would be pretty, pretty scary. Yeah. And then there's the Padres who Blake Snell was a Padre. Um, you know, I guess there's always an outside chance he could go back to the Padres. Uh, Montgomery, the Padres pitching is interesting because they've got injured guys. They've got, uh, their rotation doesn't scare me, you know? 
they literally lost the rotation and instead of really getting guys that are good starters back they kind of tried to fill it from the back end with the bullpen and you know, added a couple guys from overseas and trying to fill it that way they lost josh Hader, so like they're they're just a weird team like you lose blake snell you lose seth lugo you lose uh who nick martinez you lose those guys and uh you haven't really added anything back yet yeah, they got Michael King back in the oh, yeah. in the Juan Soto trade, who they're expecting to be a starter. He's been a reliever most of his career, but did pitch well as a starter last year. It, uh, obviously, there's no one for Matt Chapman on the Padres. Uh, have you looked at the the Padres forty man roster lately? I, Guess how many outfielders yeah. are on the Padres forty man roster right now? Three now, uh, if Profar's official. Profire is not official yet. Yeah, okay. once they have Profire, there will be three outfielders on their forty man roster. You think there's any chance Cody Bellinger ends up in San Diego? You would think no, just based on the way that they've kind of anti-spent this or you know, kind of traded Juan Soto, let Snell walk, let Hater walk. They signed a few guys, but you know, mostly smaller deals, not any big money. But I wouldn't put it past them to try and get him, especially if his numbers drop. You know, the the figures. Of the deal drop a little bit more if he or if he's willing to take another one one in one option year or something like that, uh, I could see it possible. And I don't again, I don't think it changes much, but uh, it definitely you know, like I said, they they were going to start or they are starting Jose Sokar right now. I know that Merrill or not Merrill, uh, Brandon Merrill is one of their young Jackson prospects. Merrill. Jackson Merrill. He's supposed to work in the outfield and get a shot at making the opening day roster, but. Again, you're putting guys that have either never played in outfield in the majors and a guy that is not that good. Yeah, yeah, I was going to bring that up that, you know, saying they only have three outfielders on their 40-man roster kind of oversells what they have because one of them is Jose Azokar, who he couldn't hit even in the minor leagues. Like, he's not a good hitter. He's a probably a good defender that since he made the big leagues uh, despite not being able to hit. Uh, we haven't really seen, you know, We've seen some defense from him. We've seen some funny plays by him. I mean, it's so bad that even their own manager said that he joked, but I'm sure he's not joking, that he was going to hit Tati second and seventh and have him play center and right field. And, you know, that was to media reporters. So, yeah, it's not a, it's pretty down bad right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, Bellinger, especially if Bellinger gets to the point where he is interested in a, another one year deal. Um, you know, to to try the market again next year. Uh, seems like Scott Boris's job might be on the line if if Bellinger ends up taking another one year deal. But uh, you know what? We'll see. Uh, any other thoughts on these free agents in the NL West before we before we move on? I think it would take adding two, and for sure three to any of the teams behind the Dodgers right now to make them f- as formidable as challenging them for the title for for the NL West title at least. Yeah. I think so, too. All right, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about what the Dodgers are going to look like on the field this year because they have new City Connect uniforms coming. So please keep it locked on, Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. And remember, FanDuel isn't just betting on who's going to win a game. There's all sorts of fun stuff you can bet on. If you're into the NBA, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, 
how many points will player X score? Or you can do parlays, you know, if, if player X and player Y both score 15 points, you know, uh, things like that. You can uh, get as creative as you want with your bets. And like I said, only $5 on a bet. And if you win, boom, 150 bucks in bonus bets. So bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official partner, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Hey, Dodger fans, we are back. Thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Please become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. Please comment on this if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you want to, if you're not watching on YouTube, we will give you all our contact info at the end of the show, like we always do. Be sure to check out uh, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Sports Today, and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. And uh, with that said, Vince... We got word the other day that the Dodgers are one of nine teams getting new City Connect jerseys, uh, uniforms this year. We actually talked briefly about that possibility a couple weeks ago. I brought it up just in the context of the Dodgers City Connects that they've had for a few years now are kind of tied in fans' minds a little bit to Julio. Um, you know, he, the Dodgers wore them pretty much every time Julio pitched, and there obviously he was their big uh, Mexican born star. There's a big uh, Mexican fan base uh, in Los Angeles and the, the city connect Jersey had, it, it was basically focused on that uh, Spanish speaking, but especially uh, Mexican and Mexican American group of Dodger fans. And I, I don't know if getting a new city connect has anything to do with separating themselves from, from the image of Julio as he's going through uh, the stuff that, you know, he's in trouble with, but uh, if not, it's kind of a happy accident, huh? Yeah. I'd be curious to hear because, uh, you know, I don't know if the Dodgers can make that request. They're going to be the first team to have two city connects. Uh, There's the Yankees and A's are going to go through this season and still not have one. Uh, The A's make sense because they're not connected to a city so much right now. The Yankees, I guess, want to keep that tradition. Yeah, for the Dodgers, it's interesting in that aspect. They've had already gone away from most of the actual, you know, whole ensemble of the City Connect. They didn't wear the blue pants anymore with it. They just kind of wore the jersey. I don't even know. They don't even wear the the hat that they started with the first season. I think they would just wear the regular hats, right, last year? I I don't remember. I think they were still wearing the hats with the black bill. Um, I actually don't remember for sure. Yeah, but uh, either way. It's interesting for sure. Uh, and if the, you know, the other part is what we didn't mention is uh, what's going to be on that sleeve of that city connect jersey. Yeah. And all their jerseys, the, the Dodgers have a sponsor patch now, and it is Guggenheim, the owners of the Dodgers. And, and so, you know, we've talked a little bit at various times about how Guggenheim has been more visible this off season with the, uh, with the the free agent press conferences and everything, uh, especially with Shohei Otani, and that uh, that extends now. They're officially getting the patch on the sleeve. Uh, probably, I think the first team to have a sponsor patch that is the owner of the team, huh? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I can't remember any other things, and you know, I saw some people kind of saying, "Well, there was a lot of different opinions on social media." Uh, but I, I did see a lot of 
they can do whatever they want after the offseason they just had. And, you know, for, you know, sponsorships are all different because for Guggenheim, you know, you're not going to a store and buying Guggenheim, you know, clothing, at least not yet. Maybe the Dodgers team store might have it soon. But, uh, you know, they're what they're promoting and what they get out of it is bigger than products or anything like that. Obviously, they're, you know, a company that focuses on big money stuff. And, uh, you know, the, you know there's a lot of big money in Japan. And uh, if you see a show, every Shohei Otani jersey that's bought moving forward and Yamoto jersey and any other jersey is going to have that Guggenheim there. And, uh, you know, that's where it makes a lot of sense for them. Yeah. And honestly, I think they look good. Uh, you know, the, the Guggenheim logo on the, the press conference backdrops, I think it almost looks just kind of slapped on. Like, they, oh, let, here's this logo and let's put it in there, you know. Uh, but the patch, I mean, color-wise, it looks good. And it, I mean, I, I think it look if you didn't know it was a sponsor patch, you it would be, you know, I, I think it blends in just fine. I, I'd be fine if they had the McDonald's golden arches on their shoes. I, I really don't care. Like, and I love the Dodgers uniform, but I, I don't know. I don't get as upset about uniform things as, as some people do. And definitely not about this one. I, I think it's. I think it's great, you know, when it was kind of a foregone conclusion that they were eventually going to have a sponsor's patch on the jersey. Uh, I think this is about as good as we could have hoped for. Yeah, I think really the only team that you kind of noticed about the power, at least that I noticed, was the Mets. And that's only because the patch was so huge. And then they adjusted it after a while, made it a little bit smaller. I don't even know what brand it was. Uh, I think maybe it was a hospital, wasn't it? Yeah, some, yeah, that was insurance or something like that. But yeah, maybe a hospital. And the Guggenheim one is like borderline. Just it, it's hard to make a, a diamond shaped patch the right size because it's you know the way it's shaped is odd on the on the on the shoulder you know on the shoulder part and, or below the shoulder part. And it's you know hard if you make it too small, you don't know what it is. If you make it too big, it's uh you know gets clown. But yeah, we'll see. It, it didn't look too bad on the definitely doesn't look too bad on the blue jerseys for spring training. Because you could barely notice it. Uh, we did see a picture of it on the white jersey. Didn't look too bad. And yeah. Yep. And rolling back to the City Connects, I did confirm they were wearing the the City Connect hats that say Los Dodgers on the side and have the black bill. Um, I found pictures of Julio pitching. Uh, and the pants, as you mentioned, it wasn't just their regular white pants. I think they officially changed the City Connect uniform. So it was white pants, but with blue piping down the side, which their regular pants don't have. So yeah, they... They changed it, you know, less of the pajama look or the slow pitch softball look or whatever you want to call it with the the full color uniforms. You have any thoughts on what the new City Connects could or should look like? Yeah. No, I have no idea. Uh, I know I saw someone mention, you know, kind of the how the Dodgers change the seats at Dodger Stadium with the colors, you know, kind of from the, the sand, the water and the sand and the sky and everything else. I think that's way too much color. I don't know how you would incorporate that. And with the Dodger brand, it's kind of hard to see anything, you know, too crazy. Uh, and when you think of LA, like there's so much to think about, but it's hard to kind of all get it into one. So I honestly have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, when we think about like the Padres just went totally away from their color scheme for their city connects and, and they look kind of ridiculous. You know, I'm sure it's fun. And I, I think they probably sell a lot of them. And I think uh, casual fans, I mean, there's kids on my son's baseball team who are quote unquote Padre fans because they like Tatis and they all wear those, the Padres City Connect hats because 
you know, this is where we're, our ages differ. I actually like that color scheme. Yeah, but but would you like it if the Dodgers did that? Yeah, but no, but it would. I wouldn't wear it. And that, that that's what I'm saying that it's 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 so different from the team's yeah. look. You know, I, I I don't think it's bad looking as far as baseball uniform goes. Okay. It just nothing okay. says Padres about it. You know, um, and, and so I don't think the Dodgers are going to go that far away from that. Uh, one of the things I saw that it would be kind of interesting because it seems like uh, Dodger fans kind of bristle at the, the Hollywood thing sometimes, and, you know, Hollywood isn't even, isn't all of Los Angeles, you know, um, but seems like the team kind of embraces it a little bit. So I wonder if we'll get Dodgers across the front, like the Hollywood sign, something like that. And maybe, you know, the, the skyline in the background or something. Uh, it, it seems like they, I would guess they'll go away from the Spanish just because that's what the last one was. Um, but yeah, I, I would expect some sort of Hollywood theme would be my guess. Because the Hollywood star, they'd have a game, right? Like the Hollywood stars game where they yeah. celebrities would go play and they'd have those special jerseys. So I could see something like that where playing off of that, whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. We don't have a date yet. You know, those get introduced uh, throughout the season. So we don't know when the Dodgers. We know it'll be before the All-Star break because all nine are going to be announced before the All-Star break. Okay. Uh, so yeah, sometime in the next few months, we will find out what it looks like and uh, that'll be fun. So we'll revisit it then. I think that does it for us for today. You got anything else, Vince? Nothing else. All right. Thank you all for making Locked On Dodgers your first lesson every weekday morning, especially our everydayers. You can become an everydayer by watching and listening every weekday morning. And the easiest way to do that is to subscribe wherever you are watching and listening right now. Or in fact, if you're listening, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube too. And if you're watching, go ahead and subscribe in a podcast app too. It's more fun that way for us. I mean, uh, you can become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to join subtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. Text back and forth with us. Get our uh, thoughts before you get the podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's just a few bucks a month and there's a free 14 day trial. You can also check out the two 24 seven streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. You can also email us LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or send us a voicemail or a text message to 323-863-LOCK5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.